John Corus's jacket, and it, it, he was a smaller guy, so as you can see, the uh, arms don't fit me. But what a great guy he was. I'm going to tell you just a quick thing about John Corus. Uh, John Corus was a friend of mine, and uh, he was uh, running the Rolex boutique in Century City right there in Los Angeles. And uh, when we came back from Geneva, I've mentioned this before to you briefly, but uh, just a quick reminder, uh, he found out he had a brain tumor and the cancer was spreading and on and on. And uh, Rolex had asked me, can you go help out John and be there if he can't do the job? And I went down there, uh, and that's how we ended up in L.A. for a few years to help out. But John had this cool thing on his wall that he really was pushing into his sales team, and it said, learn the art of schmoozing. <laughs> so whether you're with clients or you're entertaining or doing whatever, John's big thing was learn how to schmooze. He was Lebanese and Greek. He's a spicy guy. But I have to tell you, after John lost his, uh, was losing his battle to cancer, he would sit uh, in his room in Cedar sinai and I'd go see him after my shift. I'd tell Jana, I'll be home a little bit later than usual. I'm going to go hang with John. And we would sing these songs together. We would be in his room right there. And uh, he would tell me how afraid he was and on and on. And uh, we would just sit there and we would turn his room into a house of worship. And we would sit there and just sing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Amen. Or, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth grow strangely dim. And all of a sudden, the young lady came in, the nurse from the front, and said, I've been needing to serve the Lord. This is a sign. Keep it up, guys. And we would just sing even more. And now I proudly wear John's jacket. Amen? And you know what John's doing? He's schmoozing on the streets of heaven. How cool. And I'll wear his little short arm jacket. I'll remember his arms being so short. But now his arms reach far and wide in heaven. Praise God. And I have the right shoes on today. Compared to last week. Well, I tell you one thing, this morning we're going to look at 2024, we're going to look at this year as a year of renewal, amen? Do you like things that are new? Anybody like things that are new? I've been thinking about replacing my little Honda out there, the, the little door handle broke recently and on and on, and my wife said, you should get a new car, but you know it is nice to have a new car, it's not nice to have a new car payment, but I'll tell you. God, when we look at the scriptures uh, that we'll look at today, which is in Romans 12 and also Ephesians 4, our God is a God of all things new. Hallelujah. Aren't you happy for that? A God of all things new. And you might be stuck in old, right? You might be in the mode where you need something new. Anybody need a vacation? I heard some vacations up and coming from a, f a few of you today. A vacation's a nice thing, a new environment, on and on. We're going to look at that. But let's start here. Let me see if I prepared my... Yeah, I have the right spots. We're going to look at Romans 12, 1 through 2. And it says this. Uh, Paul says to the church in Rome, 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Here's the good part. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. What do you think? I'm going to go a little bit further because this is really interesting. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we who are many form one body. That's us today, amen? We form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophecy, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. Encouraging, let him encourage. Contributing to the needs of others, give generously. If it is leadership, govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Isn't that a great message? Now we'll move to Ephesians 4. 21 through 24. And it says this Surely you heard of him and were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds. And to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Interesting. Have you needed a new attitude? Anybody ever say that to someone? You need an attitude adjustment. That might be some of us today. But let me go a little bit further. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands. That he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you." Be imitators of God is what he says. Don't you love this scripture? It gives me new hope for this year. And this first month just closed and it's still a possibility to have an amazing year in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that? Because it might be a time for a little bit of an attitude adjustment. And then, if you don't mind, I just kept finding all these great scriptures. Joshua 24, he talks to the Israelites What does Joshua say? It says, Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel. 
He summoned the elders, the leaders, the judges, and the officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. I'm going to go quickly, real quick, and not read all of this to you. But Joshua says to all the people, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you guys here to this land, is basically what he says. Then I sent Moses and Aaron. I brought you to the land of the Amorites. I gave you this whole place. And this is what he says. So I gave you a land on which you did not toil and cities which you did not build. And you live in them and eat from the vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. We have to remember all good things come from the Lord. Amen. Not our own hands. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness, Joshua says. Throw away the false gods of forefathers, worship beyond the river. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Who are we going to serve in 2024? Think about that. Whether the gods of your forefathers beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites and the lands who you are now living. And then Joshua says this famous part. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And the people said to Joshua, We will serve the Lord our God, and we will obey Him. And on that day, Joshua made a covenant for the people there at Seshem. He drew up for them decrees and laws, and Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God, then he took a large stone and he set it up under an oak tree in that holy place of the Lord. And he said, see to the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, and it will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. This will be a year of renewal. Amen. Do you believe it? This will be a year of renewal. Because one thing that I'm sure of, we should be so excited that we serve a God who makes all things new. Amen? That should give you hope this year. He makes new lives. Do you believe it? And not only that, but He makes new directions. Praise God. Do you know anybody that has been going in the wrong direction? Do you know these folks? It might be you. He makes new directions. He's big enough to make all things new. Hallelujah. And renewal, when you think about it, I love this idea of renewal, it implies an opportunity that there can be change. But you have to believe it. Don't you get tired of the old? There is an absolute opportunity for change. And I have to tell you, we have to have hearts that want change. Amen? Sometimes we get trapped in the, in the opposite moment and we think, you know what, I'm just so used to this junk. I've lived in this junk. I've dealt with it a long time. It's just what I'm used to. But I have to tell you, we have to be ready for change because God is the God of all things new. I want new things, different things this year in 2024 compared to the year that just closed. I want to be a different Ryan in 2024 than I was in 2023. And I want all of this here to serve God better in a bigger way, have a greater prayer life, a greater biblical reading moment in my house nonstop. These are the moments. My mother bought me this uh, cool little one-year devotional. I'm falling behind. All of a sudden, I'm still in January. And uh, we are now in February. But you know what? I'll catch up. I want to serve God more. I want to read more. I want more joy in my life. Are you lacking joy? 
Could that be you? Are you lacking peace in your heart? Are you lacking happiness in your life? I got to tell you, none of that comes from the Lord. So, who does it come from? Take a guess. Take a guess. We need these things. We want to become more effective children of the Lord, servants of God that are truly making an impact in His kingdom. His kingdom is here, amen? We're here. We're here to do so much. Refuse to focus on the tough year that we just came through. Who can say 2023 was kind of junky? Oh my goodness. Thank you for your honesty. Well, I have to tell you, refuse to focus on that year. Press on towards the goal that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Because He is a God of all things new. Pastor Dave, he reminded me one time, I thought this was great, he told me these. He, said, he told me these words. He said, Ryan, you always have to remember that God alone is both the author and the perfecter of your faith. He alone. It's nothing I can do. To make my life better. It's through the power of Jesus Christ and me surrendering to Him that the author can write a new script in my book. Amen? That's my life. And He's the one that perfects it. Hallelujah. Because He writes the best books. Amen? Does He not? Therefore, we make this year a year of renewal. Amen? A renewal of our faith, a renewal in our families, a renewal of relationships, a renewal of all things. Hallelujah. Increased perfection in Christ Jesus. And I haven't made it. I don't claim to. Does anyone here say, yeah, I've really made it in the Lord. I am a work in progress. Just like all of us are. It's not easy. In fact, my daughter... She's starting to say more and more comments to me about not feeling like she has uh, faith in humanity. She's like, you know, I almost feel like you could uh, count on humans to continue to do the wrong thing. And I said, and in comes Jesus, love. And in comes Jesus because he's the renewal. Hallelujah. Increased perfection in Christ. We need to hand over more control to that author. Amen. You know how many years I tried to do my own thing? I'm going to go to college. I'm going to get this degree. I'm going to get this job. I'm going to make this kind of money. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy that. Blah, 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 blah. You know what the problem was? It was too much I, 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 I. I need to have a new eye to see Jesus only. The one and only author and perfecter of our faith. One time Jana and I were talking and we were thinking, we want to really do more for the Lord in the next year. And you know what's so funny? My wife reminds me that Joyce Meyer once said, uh, Sometimes people say, use me, Lord, and then they say, Lord, I feel so used. She always cracks me up on that one because there are moments that you do look to do more in the Lord, and then when it starts coming and flying at you and all these great opportunities show up, you're like, whoa, 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 please. My homeless friend Tamika just got in a home, and she said, I want my first guest to be you and your wife. And I thought, that is so sweet. I'm so busy. I don't know if I want to go over to Northwest Las Vegas. And then I told myself, shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I started looking for the reasons why maybe I just don't want to have to do that one afternoon on one of my days off. And I told myself, just go one day. Just do it. Just get in your car, take the first step, and make yourself do it. And she's so excited to have us. We'll have to go see her, hon. But in our discussions, we wanted to do more in the next year. 
And there was one time, I think about this, when it comes to portions. Have you ever been to a restaurant where you felt you've overpaid and hardly got anything? Have you done that? When I take our kids or our family to Olive Garden, you can eat like a champ for like $11.99. You can get all this pasta, as many breadsticks as you want. You can keep telling the waitress to the point of embarrassment, would you like another bowl of salad? Yes. Another one? Yes. Another one? Yes. Portions, $11.99 lunch specials, Monday through Friday from like 11 to 3. Let's all go. And then one time... We had a special occasion, and I took her to this restaurant at the Wynn. I could tell she wasn't having a great time. We went to Jardin. You probably remember that, hon. We went to Jardin. It's this beautiful restaurant overlooking the Encore Pool. I overpaid by leaps and bounds. The portions were tiny, and you leave there feeling, I'm still starving. <laughs> Let's go to Olive Garden. But it has to be tomorrow at 11. But I tell you, do you crave more? Do you want more? Do you crave to be a different person this year? A greater strength of God in your life? Solid footing, amen? Not tossed to and fro. Are you hungry for what God has for you? Because this is going to be the year of renewal. Do you believe it? Believe it and take it to heart. The first thing I want to mention today is this. And this is the first thing when it comes to this year. This year, God's mercies have been made new just for you. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Isn't it good to get mercy? Oh, merciful people are wonderful people. But God's mercy means that God is compassionate towards you. Don't you like compassionate people? Don't go to New York City. Just kidding. New York's all right. Actually, I felt like when we were in Paris, it was even tougher. Nobody wanted to help us anywhere. No compassion. I'm just trying to figure out how to do the little machine to get the little subway card and get on the metro and zip around, go see Napoleon's tomb. How do I find the Arc de Triomphe? Ask a Parisian to help you. Good luck. There is no compassion. But I tell you, God, in His mercy, it means that He is compassionate towards us. Hallelujah. And not only compassionate towards us, but He forgives us. And he is the example of what it's like to forgive. Amen? Because he offers forgiveness to us. We could use God's compassion and forgiveness in a greater way. Do you agree? I want to put off the old Ryan and put on the new self that God has specifically, specifically for me this year. That's what I want to do. Old life is exactly that. Old. And our God is... Nothing but new, amen? He's a God of all things new, new possibilities. We seek Him for newness. We need to look to Him for newness because He has new roles for the purpose of the life He's given us. Do you believe that He has a new role for you this year? Because he, I assure you, He does. Just ask Him. And then when He starts putting you into activated mode, get ready. <laughs> You're like, Lord, I didn't ask for this much. He's like, do it. <laughs> This is the moment that we have to remember new directions, a new way of thinking, because we can use all of these things in a new way. Mercy, I looked up the definition, it means compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within their power to punish or harm. What a weird definition. Can I say that one more time? Let's do it. Compassion or forgiveness, this is what mercy is, is shown towards someone who it is within one's power to punish or harm. 
And I thought about this punishing thing. I heard a story years ago. You know, sometimes when someone like a kid might be a little rascal that day, not the greatest kid, kind of a bad kid, and one of the punishments from the past was what? You go to dinner, but you go to bed without dinner. Do you remember, remember hearing this? You're going to go to bed without supper. Well, there was this one little boy. He was a tough little kid and having a bad day and he was acting out and being sinful and on and on. And they get down to the dinner table and mom made all this beautiful food, divvies some to herself, some to the husband and says, and you will go to bed without supper tonight and his plate remain empty. And you know what the dad did? The dad took his plate and his son's empty plate and he took his full plate and switched with him. And he gave his son dinner and the father took the empty plate and went without dinner. What compassion. Just an example of really learning. And isn't that what Jesus did for us? He took that empty plate, amen? He took that so that we could live. Aren't we all in the same spot where we could say we have acted out, we have been those people that need to be the new regenerated people of God? And Jesus paid the price. That's why we did communion today. Pastor Dave has said over the years, and this is one thing, if anybody here not crazy about Vegas, I know you're out there. Pastor Dave, something that's stuck in my head over all the years, he put a scripture in my mind that said this, but where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through righteousness to bring eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.20 That means that when Pastor Dave, and think about this, sometimes we have visitors from back east or the, you know, the south or something, they come to Vegas and they think of it as sin city. That means according to Romans, it's actually grace city. How crazy is that? Is that the craziest thing? Where sin increased, grace increased all the more. From 1992 to 1998, I lived in Sin City. I wasn't serving the Lord. I was doing my own gig. But remember, as I lived my life during that time, grace was doing what? Increasing all the more. How wild is that? I came to the Lord in 1999 and I officially moved from Sin City into Grace City. Hallelujah. That's when I gave my life back to God and renewed it. And that's where I will remain because He's a God of all things new. Amen? And sometimes we just have to remember that God's mercies have been made new for us. Amen? So as a sinner, I lived my life and I saw God's life almost as though as looking at it from below. And sometimes people think of it as like a ladder. And I think, oh, I get a couple steps up and then I fall back down again. And I'm trying to do this ladder of God's grace and mercy. But you know what the truth is? Jesus lifts you over that and takes you directly to the Father. Isn't that amazing? That's called relationship. What a relief it is to discover that even when I was trying to go up that ladder of grace and mercy, if I were to fall, I would fall now in the arms of Jesus in His forgiveness. That's why we ask forgiveness before we take communion. Take directly to the Father. Take me, Lord. Hallelujah. And now, 
When we fall, we remember that we have Jesus as our cushion. Praise the Lord. Have you fallen lately? We'll fall into the arms of Christ Jesus because that's what we have in 2024. And it never changes. Our second point is this. And this is, uh, I have a little story on this one too. May sacrifice be our resolution this year. Is it a sacrifice for me to go hang out with Tamika in Centennial Hills on my day off? My homeless buddy? Yes, it is. It is a sacrifice. Do I want to do it? I'll tell you the truth. I'm okay. I don't necessarily want to have to go over there because when I get to my days off sometimes, I'm like, my time. Have you ever done that? This is my time. If the store calls me too much, stuff it. You know, I get to that moment. But I have to tell you, sacrifice is a good thing. Force yourself to do things you don't want to do. Make yourself do it. Gosh, I remember that donkey, you know, and you're trying to, that little scene from like those cartoons, are trying to get those stubborn donkeys to come along and it's fighting all the way. I can be that donkey. There's a word for that, but I won't say it in church. But I can be that person. And I have to remind myself to sacrifice and make myself do something different. There was this drunk guy. He was, I, I used to, well, I still do all the time. I, I walk across the bridge over to the fashion show mall and I go get my latte. And uh, I go for a walk. It's nice to get outdoors. But there was this one large dude, drunk, drunk, drunk. And he stumbled and fell on the escalators that has the bridge going over the boulevard. Cut himself up on the, the escalators. And I thought, there is no way I'm touching that dude. He's huge. I can't lift him up. And he's bleeding everywhere. There's no way. And in comes this one little lady. <laughs> and she's going to go help him. And I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> You have to be kidding me. But you know what's amazing? She had in her mind to sacrifice her time to try to go help this guy, this drunk goof. And here he was just stumbling around and on and on. And she took the time to go help this guy. And I couldn't believe it. And then I felt guilty like, I'm letting this little lady do it and I won't even touch the dude. <laughs> But honestly, being uh, as I thought about it, you know who the, the number one parent of the universe is? It's the Father, amen? He knows exactly what it's like to tie his life to others and knows personally through amazing sacrifice what it takes to successfully raise children. Isn't that what God does? He knows how to raise children through maturity and into salvation. Hallelujah. Because he has given the most. That's why Joshua can say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Paul states in Romans, he says it this way, I urge you in view of God's mercy. I thought that was interesting. What is that? He's crying out, almost like saying, I beseech you, I beg you, I beg of you, please, by the mercies of God is how he's starting that. I urge you in view of God's mercies. When he says mercies, Paul is trying to tell a story of God's justification and his sanctification of the ones that God loves, us, the believers. And in light of these mercies, when you think about it, we are under obligation to live a righteous life. Do you believe that? We are the ones to be the light of righteousness to this community. And in that truth, we are objects of the work of the Holy Spirit right here and now. How crazy is that? That's awesome. What an honor and obligation that is. Everything good, everything worthwhile has sacrifice attached to it. Amen? 
everything. Sacrifice is a major part of the Christian life. There is so much I had to give up to be here today. What about you? So much I had to give up to be here today. And it was worth it. In Levitical sacrifices, offerings were placed before the Lord. And I ask you, what do we need to lay before the Lord this year? Are there things we need to lay before the Lord and leave? There are so many, aren't there not? Our lives must emulate a living sacrifice. We must constantly offer ourselves as a sacrifice to God. But how? How can the body become a sacrifice? When you think about it, look not on evil with your eyes. My grandma used to tell me that. Be careful little eyes what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see, because the Father up above is looking down with love. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Look not on evil. Let your tongue speak no evil. Let your hands work no sin. And it is a sacrifice consumed by God's fire. Hallelujah. His refining fire. We are to avoid these things. Put your very bodies at the disposal of God's work. Present ourselves to Him holy and set apart for His use. That's a year of sacrifice. Does it sound fun? It might not always. (laughs) You can be excited though about this year because truly, what will God do this year in your life? Sky's the limit, amen? Our last point is this. Make this year, you'll see it here, a time of renewal in both mind and attitude. Attitude, oh my goodness. Can you have an attitude? I can have an attitude. Make this year a time of renewal in mind and attitude. We as God's children were called out from among the world. Do you believe that? We're set aside. Not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world. The world is both corrupt and selfish. Do you agree? This year, we can use better attitudes. Hallelujah. In fact, I have a story about an attitude change. Are you ready? There once was a boy who lived with his mother and grandfather. His grandfather was not really an elderly man. However, he was confined to a wheelchair, and he had very little use of his arms or legs. His face was badly scarred. Grandpa had a difficult time swallowing his food. Every day, the little boy, he was assigned his personal task, it was his sacrifice, of going into grandfather's room and feeding him lunch, which was quite messy. This little boy did it faithfully, but he didn't do it with joy because it really was a labor of love and messy, and grandfather needed, to, uh, needed the help. But as the boy grew into adolescence, he became weary of his responsibility to his grandfather, and one day he stormed into the kitchen and announced to his mother, I have had enough. He told his mom, from now on, you feed grandpa. I don't want to do it. Very patiently, The mother turned from her chores and she mentioned for her son to sit down next to her. And she said, sit down, son, I want to tell you something. You're a young man now, so you need to know. It's time that you knew the truth about your grandfather. Grandpa was not always confined to a wheelchair and scarred and in such a bad position. In fact, he used to be quite an athlete. But when you were a baby, there was a horrible accident. 
And there was an accident in the house. And the little boy leaned forward in his chair and his mother began to cry as she told him the story. There was a fire in the house and your father was working in the basement. He thought you were upstairs with me and I thought you were downstairs with your father. So we both rushed out of the house not realizing that we left you in the house alone. But your grandfather was visiting us at this time. He was the first to realize that you were trapped in the house that was on fire. And without a word, he went back into the house. He found you wrapped in a wet blanket. He wrapped you in a wet blanket and he made a mad dash through the flames as he was being burned. He brought you safely out to your father and me and you survived. By this time... The boy had tears in his eyes, and he never knew that his grandfather had done that for him. With no conscious effort on his part, his attitude changed immediately. With no further complaints, he picked up his grandfather's lunch tray and took it to his room. What's interesting about this story, isn't that so like what Jesus did for us? When we think about the communion that we took today, when we think about the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross right there, the nails, the spear, the crown of thorns, all that he went through to make sure that we would have new life in him. Praise God. We could use an attitude adjustment this year. Hallelujah. Like this young Man, we can sometimes become weary of our responsibilities. We can become weary of what we have to do. Maybe we want to announce sometimes like this young man, I'm through being Mr. Nice Guy. I've had enough. I don't want to sacrifice for others. I deserve some me time. You ever said that? I deserve some me time. The heck with others. Whatever it might be. There are times where we have these thoughts and they run through my mind too very often. This great Christian author, Kenneth Wiest, he says it this way, change your outward expression from that which you had before salvation. Change it. An expression which came from your totally depraved nature. And you can change it to an expression which comes from your regenerated inner being and is representative of it. We are those that need to change. Hallelujah. In our story... This young man, that boy, finally realized what his grandfather had done for him and his attitude changed and he continued serving with a renewed purpose and a renewed love. So I tell you today, serve each other. Amen? This group here, our church, serve each other in love. Renew your relationships. Renew your marriages. Remember that Jesus went through that cross and the pain to save us. He carries the scars of the cross to this day. Can you believe it? To prove his love for us. I have never died for anyone physically, but I'll tell you one thing. I can die to myself in 2024 and serve others in a big way. Isn't that lovely? I can be transformed and I can help transform other people if I do it correctly. Amen. Renewed in mind. Renewal in Greek that Paul uses is a word that says akinoxis, which means restoration of the divine image. Do we know the divine? Let's get to know him more and more. So as we go today, I wanted to tell you a quick story about my mom. We gave her this little, this little junky Hyundai accent. 
that I had bought to just commute to the strip back and forth all the time. And I knew she needed a car. How did I know she needed a car? A tree fell on it. <laughs> Leave it to my mom. Poor thing. She's like, son, a tree just crushed my car. We uh, helped and had this little Hyundai accent, little manual drive. I actually, you even had to do this to get the windows down. That's so funny. My friend Phil, who was born in 1920s, couldn't believe he was in a little car that I had to roll down a window. He's like, you got to be kidding me. I haven't seen this. I'm thinking, this guy's from the 20s. He's telling me he hasn't seen a window like this, and he, Lord knows how long. So we give, we give Grandma this little Hyundai accent. It's been through a lot, had some scuffs and hits and this and that, and all the little sunshade things started popping off on and on. Nothing, not, not, not nice to look at, but that little thing goes. So she called me recently, and she said, hey, your sister's in need. Do you mind if I give her that little Hyundai accent? I said, Mom, it's your car. We gave it to you. Do what you want. You want to give it to Heather? Give it to Heather. But it was so cute that she asked. But would you know, the Lord had a nice miracle kind of wrapped up in this story. She gives the car to my sister so my sister can get back and forth to her job. And then this little lady, my mother, cleans houses for uh, older folks, and my mother uh, cleans for this lady named Roberta, and Roberta said to my mother, Cheryl, I'm going to give you my Toyota Corolla, and I want you to have it. Only had 30,000 miles on it, cute little black car, and I said, praise the Lord, Mom. What a blessing that is. But it really was a gift, a gift from the Lord. But then I'm thinking, oh, great, this is wonderful. She's happy. I'm so happy for her. Then she sent us a picture the other day. She sent us a picture of her, and she says, I'm getting older. And she took a selfie of herself. She said, look at my skin. Look at, look at my, my face. She says, I just can't believe I'm getting older. And she's like, I feel so sad today. You know people that feel sadness? And I said, Mom, I'm going to give you some advice. I just tried to make her laugh because when our son was born, she said, son, I never told you it was easy. <laughs> and I said, mom, let me give you some advice. Getting older is, yeah, it's not fun, but I'll tell you, I never said it's easy. And she sort of giggled. I said, but I do know one thing. The Lord just gave you a new Corolla so you can get in that little car. You can come get yourself into a new environment. Come visit grandkids. Come stay with us in Vegas. Get in that little car. Get on the road and change your mind. Change your attitude. And come spend some time with family. There's no need to sit where you are in sadness. Be renewed by the transforming of your mind. Amen? So we're expecting a trip from Grandma soon. Maybe we can get her here. Wouldn't that be lovely? There's no need to live in oldness, amen, in a sense of things that feel like I need something new. Try something new. Seek a God that makes all things new because that's what we have in Christ Jesus. Then you can send a selfie no matter what you look like, but you can have a smile on your face, amen. Say, I don't care what, the, what life brings me, left or right, I have Jesus. Let's stand and pray. Lord, thank you so much that we have your son, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we can be renewed in mind and spirit. Hallelujah. Lord, may 2024 be a time of renewal for both our spirit and our mind, that we will be transformed more like your son, Jesus Christ. 
And may sacrifice be our resolution for the year to be able to pour into the lives of others and invest into the lives of others. So bring those to us, Lord, that you want us to impact for your goodness and your grace. And talking about grace, Lord, may your mercies be new for your people every single day because, Lord, we take that today. We claim it for ourselves. We thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your forgiveness. And, Lord, we bless and honor you this year in 2024. Bless your people and bless this church in the name of Jesus. Amen.